G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Joseph is the unsung hero of the Christmas story. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie highlights Mary's betrothed husband, Joseph, and how this man of integrity fits into the story of Christmas. You know, here's Mary living in Nazareth, already known for immorality, and she's pregnant. Joseph could have said, no thanks. No, he stood with her. And that's why I say he's the unsung hero of the Christmas story. This is the day when the lost are found. everyone in the Christmas story gets equal billing. Of course, there's the Christ child and Mary and the shepherds. There's the wise men, even King Herod and the innkeeper. But oftentimes, Joseph, who was betrothed to Mary, is barely mentioned. A key decision that he made actually put everything in motion in bringing God incarnate to earth. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to see how Joseph and the other often overlooked family members figure in to God's plan. to talk now about the family tree of Jesus. And you might be surprised to know there were a few rogues in the gallery. I'm talking prostitutes, liars, adulterers, even a murderer. You heard me right. All of these people and more were in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Let's start with David in verse 1. What a colorful character. A lot of ink in the Bible dedicated to his life and his exploits. We know about his victories, the defeat of the massive giant of a man, Goliath, nine feet, six inches tall. And we also know about his horrible failure with Bathsheba, who's identified in this genealogy as the wife of Uriah. You could sum up David's name with those other two names, David and Goliath, his greatest victory, David and Bathsheba, his worst defeat. Number two, we have Tamar in verse three. Who is she? Is she was a woman who um, was a prostitute and not a godly woman that I can see from the story, yet she's in the messianic line. Then there's Rahab. Usually she's just called Rahab the harlot. Rahab the prostitute. Rahab the hooker, if you will. That's what she was. And somehow she makes it in to the messianic line. Absolutely amazing. And finally, we have Mary, the mother of Jesus, mentioned in verse 16. Far from being promiscuous, Mary was the very opposite. She was virtuous and morally pure. She was chosen by God to be the mother of the Messiah. Mary is the only woman who actually had Jesus both in her womb and later 
in her heart. But I want to look at one last person in the Christmas story. And I think he's so often overlooked. Joseph. Come on, let's not forget about Joseph. I think in many ways he's the unsung hero of the Christmas story. But there's hardly any songs about him. Silent night, it's round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Then there's a very well-known song, Mary, did you know? There's no song, Joseph, did you know? <laughs> Joseph gets nothing. <laughs> and then Nativity said, he sort of said over to the side, yeah, I know you were here, sort of a bit part, you know. Not at all. And we have a little Nativity set we put out in front of our house and there's little plastic figures that light up. So I pulled them out of the garage, plugged in Jesus, he lit up beautifully. Plugged in Mary, she lit up. Plugged in Joseph, he didn't light up. Of course his <laughs> light bulb is dead. I thought, why is it always Joseph? So I replaced his light bulb. But I want to give him the props that he actually deserves. Just as surely as God chose Mary to be the mother of the Son of God, he also chose Joseph to be the stepfather, if you will, or earthly father figure on earth for Jesus. I think it's a big deal. The Father in heaven said, I'm choosing this man. And who was he? He was a salt of the earth kind of guy, a blue collar worker. He was a carpenter. I think he was a man's man, a man of character, a man of principle, a man of integrity. The Lord said, I want that to be the man that helps raise the young Jesus. And I'm sure Joseph taught to Jesus a good work ethic and how to put your back to a task and be responsible and such. And he had to put up with a lot of drama. A lot of drama. Because, you know, here's Mary living in Nazareth, already known for immorality, and she's pregnant. And she says, uh, Joseph, I know this looks bad, but um, I'm the fulfillment of Isaiah. I'm the virgin that will conceive. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, the engagement is off, girl. <laughs> the Bible says he decided to put her away privately because he loved her and he didn't want any harm to come to her. So he would sort of do this off the radar and just, yeah, that we're not gonna get married. But, but he was troubled because he loved her and he knew how godly she was and he couldn't understand how this would happen. And while he was sleeping, the Bible says, an angel of the Lord came to him. Not Gabriel. He didn't get Gabriel, but he got an angel. And the angel said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and shall bring forth the Son, and you call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph could have said, no thanks. I don't want to go through life being thought of as a guy who married a girl who got pregnant before she was married. No, he stood with her. And that's why I say he's the unsung hero of the Christmas story. God extended to two unknown people living in an obscure place great grace, Joseph and Mary. There'll never be another Joseph and Mary. Um, next year we'll pull them out and our nativity sets along with the wise men and the shepherds again. But though there will never be another Joseph and Mary, it's also true there will never be another you. I doubt any of the people in this story had any idea of the part they were gonna play in God's big plan to save the world. I don't think that thought ever crossed the mind of Tamar or Rahab or David 
or any of the people, other people that made it in here, but they were being prepared by God. And you know, sometimes in life we think, I'm living in obscurity, nobody cares about me, my life doesn't matter. Your life matters. Your life matters a lot. And God is at work in your life. And there are things that happen in your life that don't make sense, right? Why did that happen? What was the point of that? Because God is preparing you. God is preparing you for the plan that he has for you in this life. And he is also preparing you for the afterlife. And he is doing a work in your life right now. Now you can thwart that plan. You can sabotage that plan. But even if you mess up, if you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I know you wanted me to do this, but I didn't do it, and I made a mistake, and I'm sorry, God can also redeem your life. That's what the story of the genealogy of Christ tells us. Great to have you with us. If you've just joined in, this is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And we're considering today the genealogy of Jesus as revealed in Scripture with Pastor Greg continuing his message now called A Messed Up Family Tree. So here's three final points I'll make. Why do we have the genealogy of Jesus Christ? Number one, that God's grace may be richly displayed. That God's grace may be richly displayed. When you look at this list of men and women, the idea is don't focus on them. Focus on the grace of God. You know, after Jesus was born, who was the message announced to? The court of Caesar? The religious leaders? No, shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now we've romanticized these guys, but you have to understand where they were in the culture of the day. They were on the bottom rung of the social ladder. They were looked down upon. They were even despised. So much so, the testimony of a shepherd was not even allowed in a court of law. So the Lord says, okay, now I'm going to announce the most momentous news in all human history. Who should I tell? I know. These guys. And they heard the news before anybody else heard it. Then the star comes. And who does it come to? The Magi. The Magi were astrologers. They were steeped in the occult. They worshiped false gods. But the Lord invaded their world and used the star that some believe was the Shekinah glory of God to lead them to the place where Jesus was. So again, God reaching out even in this Christmas story to the people who were the lowest of the low, just again displaying His grace. Number two, we have the genealogy of Jesus Christ. So our focus would be on Jesus and not on His family. Some people come from very impressive families. That all they have this great pedigree and all this. But then some of us don't come from very impressive families. We have rogues in our gallery. Maybe we're one of the rogues in the gallery. And we say, well, I'll never amount to anything. But we have this story to show that the focus is not on the family of Christ. It's on Christ himself. You know, it's been said by so many well, the reason I'm not a Christian is there are too many hypocrites in the church. A lot of times we are not good representatives of Jesus Christ to our lost world today. I wish that we would spend less time bickering over minutia and spend more time in the church loving one another. That's what we should be doing. And that's what Ephesians 4.32 says. It says, be kind to one another 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. You know, as Christmas approaches, you'll probably be gathering together with family. Some of you will be traveling. Uh, some of you will have your family come to you, and it's extended family too. And uh, there's some family members you're looking forward to seeing. And there's a few maybe you're not looking forward to seeing. There are some family members that have hurt you, and it's hard because you've never forgiven them. And I would like to offer a word of advice this Christmas. And that advice would be, you need to forgive people who've wronged you and hurt you in life. You say, well, Greg, you don't even know what they've done to me. You can stand up there in your stupid stage in your ugly jacket and tell us this stuff. <laughs> you don't know what these people have done. No, I don't. But I know what God has done. And what does that scripture say? Be tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Here's my question. Do you deserve to be forgiven by God? I'll answer for you. No. But he forgave you, therefore you should forgive others. But they don't deserve the forgiveness. It's not about that. Listen, forgiving someone is, is not letting them off the hook. Forgiving someone is a way for you to be free from a life of bitterness. You can be in a prison of anger and despair even. It's really in a way for you more than it is for them. As I've said many times, when you forgive a person, you set a prisoner free yourself. So let it go, forgive. Let me close with a verse that tells us why Jesus came. Hebrews 7.25, it says of Jesus, He is able once and forever to save everyone who comes to God through Him. No matter how bad your situation, He can save you, He can forgive you. Jesus will save you and if necessary, give you another chance. And as we close today, I wonder if there's someone listening to me here that does not have Christ living inside of them. You say, well, I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. No, you never were good enough. But Jesus died for your sin. And he rose again from the dead. And now he stands at the door of your life and he knocks and says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. The greatest gift of Christmas is the gift of eternal life. Whatever gift you're looking forward to giving or getting is gonna be soon forgotten. But the gift of eternal life that the Bible calls the unspeakable or the indescribable gift, that is the gift that God offers to everyone. The gift of knowing that you'll live forever in heaven, in the presence of God. Have you received that gift yet? That's all you have to do is receive it. And in a moment we're gonna pray and I'm gonna extend an invitation for you to be forgiven by God. And I'm also gonna extend an invitation for someone that is, well, just messed up. <laughs> you relate to some of these people in this story. Yeah, I, I blew that. God will forgive you if you'll ask him to. So in a moment we're gonna pray and I'm gonna give you this opportunity to ask Christ into your life if you need to or to make a recommitment to him. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus to be born in the manger, to die on the cross, and then to rise from the dead. And we know Jesus is here with us, right here, right now, ready to come into any human heart that will ask him. And I pray for any person here, any person watching or listening, wherever they are, if they don't know Jesus, let this be their moment where they believe. 
Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important closing prayer. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, today's a great day to do that. And Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. God would like to just pray a prayer, and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, but I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, I want you to know on the authority of Scripture God Almighty has heard your prayer, and he will answer this prayer. You are now a newly minted child of God. So congratulations, you've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. Welcome indeed. And we'd love to help you to get started living as a Christian by sending you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. We'll send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and also help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just contact us and ask for the New Believers Growth Packet. You can call 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg takes us back to the first Christmas all those years ago in Bethlehem. We'll consider Simeon and Anna, two people who you might be unfamiliar with, but who played a significant part in the story of the Messiah coming to earth. Join us again, same time tomorrow, for a new beginning. For a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called A Messed Up Family Tree. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 